Welcome to the longest streamy Sunday podcast, a production by Emory University students and David Morgan's Playmate Right Simpler. Time has stopped. Everything is uncertain. We're physically distanced and socially disconnected as a pandemic and fights for justice rage around us. The world might be forever changed after the events of 2020, but where does that leave us in the meantime? It's felt to a lot of us like one almost unending rainy afternoon, staring at video screens. Either to escape, to connect, or to imagine a better way forward. Even the World Health Organization, one year after designating video game addiction as a mental health disorder, is now urging people to play more video games, celebrating the important message that the video games industry can communicate. So in this series, we'll turn our critical gaze to the games we have been playing. Examine what they have to offer right now. How do these games define identity, foster a sense of belonging, encourage empathy, or subvert systems? How do they encourage certain types of problem solving and learning? What sorts of values do they promote? The world hit pause, so let's hit play. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Longest Rainy Sunday. My name is Roy, and I'm the producer for this episode. I'm Ryan, and I'll be the assistant producer. I'm Wendy, and I will be the line editor for this episode. Let's start off with a brief overview of the game. What kind of game it is, and how it is played. The Binding of Isaac is a roguelike game designed by Edmund Macmillan and Florian Himsel. Initially released in 2011, roguelike games are a genre of RPG games that usually have procedurally generated dungeons to different extents of turn-based gameplay, and often pixelated graphics. Dungeons in this case would usually mean randomly generated stages that had different enemies and drops each time players complete them. While playing through the story, players are able to unlock characters, items, and new levels through the dungeons we just explained. And due to the vast options for items, levels, and different enemies, this game could be played through repeatedly each time with whole new experiences, outcomes, and endings. Yep, and each ending reveals a little more about Isaac's internal turmoils as we take glimpses into his memories and imaginations. I thought this made the game very interesting. Aside from looking forward to unlocking the different stories, I would also be able to try out different characters, items, and playstyles for each playthrough. And now, since the plot of the game is mentioned, let's introduce the background of the game a little. As some people already know, the title of the game is inspired by a biblical story of the Binding of Isaac, and so is its plot. The game begins with Isaac's mother believing Isaac has become corrupted by sin. Doing her best to save her son, she decides to lock Isaac in his room and remove all that was evil in Isaac's life. These sins. In the eyes of Isaac's mother, could be toys or any other things that Isaac loved, which distracts him from studying the Bible. Isaac's mother would take those away and give him books to read in return. This is shown in the game through the collectible items, many of which references Isaac's toys and books. 
For example, items like the game kit and Robo Baby were likely toys that were taken away from Isaac, while other items like Book of Revelations is probably a book given to Isaac by his mother. And under these circumstances, Isaac starts to develop illusions of monsters surrounding him, all inspired by items used by his mother to abuse him, as well as names and events that appeared in the Bible. While talking about this somewhat uncomfortable family story, I would also like to mention the background music of this game, which felt very dark and haunting. To me, the dark and airy groove of the game soundtrack perfectly fitted the overall vibe and visuals of the gameplay. Throughout the soundtrack, there are elements from the 8-bit 80s game machine music as well as church choirs and pipe organs, which captures the overall tone of this game. And since music is mentioned, I will go into some of the visuals of the game. The game takes place in the basement of Isaac's home, and through his exploration into finding a way out of the place, he finds and needs to defeat the different dungeons with monsters in them. Not to get too descriptive, to me most enemies look like some sort of naked meatballs. Aside from the basic meatballs, there are also monsters such as spiders, worms, or fat persons that are made up of the meatballs connected together. The dungeon rooms are pretty standard basement slash dungeon looking and there are only dim light sources with weird looking altars sometimes for players to interact with. In my opinion, the visual elements in this game are dark yet unique. As Ryan mentioned, the monsters and the overall background for the game is pretty dark and weird, but at times, the developer of the game adds in cute and cartoonish characters to form this unique visual effect. For example, one of the weakest monsters in the game are those white little worms that crawl in the basement floor. These worms usually have cute smiley faces when they're alone, but open their mouth full of teeth when they see Isaac entering the room. So, along with the backstory and visuals, although we did not go too deep into describing them, the game is actually known to be quite dark in some of these aspects, along with some its religious references or implications. So, the comment I made about the visuals of the game earlier. I think that kind of visual design implies both sides of Isaac's inner world. On one side, Isaac is still a child and perceives the world to be a fairy tale, but on the other side, the conservative environment around him and the domestic violence he is potentially receiving makes him develop dark illusions and fear towards objects around him. Yeah, and all these you guys were talking about has made the game quite controversial during and long after release. Possible abuse Isaac is going through and some implications in the game about its relationship with religion really makes people think about their own views on religion and domestic education. However, while controversial, I think these deep topics are what contributes to making this game a classic even up to today. That's an interesting part to consider. Now, aside from this, many aspects of the game are also present in this game. One of the key elements I want to discuss for this game is telescoping. Players have the main goal of clearing the final boss in mind, but before then, you must first decide what character and item combination you want to play through, which dungeon you need to look for to obtain these items, and of course, how to beat each dungeon working with what you have. 
with the infinite endings and such diverse itemization that this game provides, players can simply keep replaying it without feeling fatigue from repetitiveness. And I think this is exactly what a lot of players are looking for in many games. After playing through the story of some games, although having greatly enjoyed it and wanting to play more of it, there's often no more content or new playstyle to look forward to. Bonnie and Vizek, though, does not have this problem. Like mentioned earlier, every playthrough will be different and has something brand new for players to discover. Right. Coming from my own experience, I have played this game for many hours throughout middle school, and there was no way of stopping it. I often find myself coming back to this game during the pandemic, too. That's right. This makes it a perfect game to play and enjoy during our long rainy afternoons in the pandemic. Stockholm, um, sitting in front of the computer screens, people might be inclined to, like many other players in the world, to play this game where we can control different characters, try out different items and playstyle against the different enemies in the game. The Binding of Isaac is a game that provides deep thinking about the role of family in education and reflections of the current society. That's it for the final week's episode on The Binding of Isaac. Thank you for listening.